I give so I'm feeling lucky Cruising down the riverside West side of Kentucky Ooh, I'm feeling lucky I'm feeling we had a big episode last week and didn't even talk about it. It was it was basically number fifty. It was season four. No, not season four. <laughs> it was season two, episode ten, which actually made it fifty. Pretty cool. Okay. All righty. Perfect. Yeah. And we're back, guys. Season two, episode eleven, fifty-one. Um, coming off an unfortunate weekend. An unfortunate Tuesday. We got a busy week already started. Has several major headlines to come. Um, and I'm going to hit you with them. And I'm not going to hit you with a funny one today because we're not really in a funny mood right now. Um, here we go. Vanderbilt wins first SEC game since 2019 by stunning number 24, Kentucky. DJ Wagner commits to Kentucky over Louisville, giving them the number one ranked class over Duke. Tom Izzo to Kentucky fans, don't jump ship. And finally, unbeaten UK named number one seed in NCAA's men soccer tournament. Huh. Well, somebody on campus knows how to win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> heard that. <laughs> they damn sure don't uh, dribble a ball on a hardwood court or throw a little funny shaped one that's wrapped no, in no. pigskin. Not, not the football I was hoping to get excited about being unbeaten. Touche. Where do you want to take it, man? We could talk a little bit about that soccer team because I, I mean, we don't we don't know much about it to talk about, but we can also don't just don't know a damn thing about them. <laughs> well, we'll just we'll knock that out real quick, then, since it's a little bit of good news. They're unbeaten, man. That's so awesome. Um, but what blows my mind is they won their conference tournament, but it's not SEC; it's Sun Belt. That's wild to me. Um, they'll be without their top scorer in the first game. I read that. <laughs> And they're going to play Sunday the 20th at 5 p.m. Central. Okay. That'll be the first game. They'll play the winner of South Florida and Hofstra. So hopefully they'll get at least one one win in this tournament. And may, hey, may have another national champion since we've been doing the podcast that is not basketball. I mean, it's, it's fabulous uh, if it happens. Also somewhat disturbing on the other end, but that's that's – can't expect a national championship at the drop of a hat anywhere. So, no, oh, no, not at all. But anyway, that's soccer, guys. That's the soccer takes from Jack and Zach. Let's get into the other football and WTF, man. Um, talk about a rock bottom loss for Kentucky. Um, it's just humiliating. I, I mean, you and I picking these games at the beginning of the season. I'm the crazy dude that picks one loss. And deep down in the back of my mind, I'm expecting, you know, that's a possibility that we could lose a couple other games. I'm not going to be mad about it. But I'm mad about this. This is freaking Vanderbilt. 26 games in a row, I think it was, that they had lost to SEC opponents, and we drop it to them this season. It's a joke. You know, I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, you're exactly right. It is a joke. It's... <clears throat> it's not unexpected that we'll lose some games, uh, even if we're overly optimistic before the start of the season. I think all those possibilities are, are reasonable. But um, I don't think you ever think that Vanderbilt's going to be on the list. Nope. And so – and and I, I think it's a lot of things, right? It's, it's where – number one, we're at our home stadium. 
Um, number two, we have better athletes and more of them than Vanderbilt. Number three, presumably our coaching staff, which is higher paid and probably more experienced, should be better, <clears throat> should outcoach their opponent. And uh, number four, it's the name on the chest. Mm -hmm. Neither one of these programs are um, historically great, but Vanderbilt is worse than we are. So you just, you should beat them. And there are very few excuses that I've heard that I think actually hold water. Um, I, 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 th I think you just drop the ball. You know, you just, yeah. you, you let one slip through your fingers. <coughs> Excuse well, me. I've got a little cough tonight. That's all right. Usually one of us does. Yep, that's true. What was that final score? 24-21 or something? I don't know. You know, I, okay. I, I, I don't know. I kind of uh, block them out. Well, just, I mean, let's just talk about it, though. Well, do you put that more on offense or defense, losing that one? Uh. I don't know. You know, that's that's one of the reasons I'm so disgusted is I, I think you were basically beating every facet of the game. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you kick or hit a few kicks, but really that that should be from the distance they were, the difficulty of them. That should happen. Like, he should hit them, but everybody's saying like, oh, he did his job just because he's been so shitty all week, but or all week, all year. I don't know, man. You know, it. look at the offense. The offensive line was dominated by yep. Vanderbilt's defensive line. Unacceptable. I don't care what anybody says. I don't, I don't care what they say about scheme. I don't care what they say about nothing. Health, anything. If you're not healthy enough to beat a Vanderbilt defensive line, then, then you don't need to be playing, you know. So that there are no excuses for that. None. Yep. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, you know, I don't know how many yards he ended up with, but he fought for every one of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, he, he hadn't gotten any blame, and he shouldn't. He had 162 yards. There you go. Yeah. And, and Will Levis, people are wanting to blame him, but. Okay, well, uh, that's fine. I'm not saying he played perfect or anything like that. And yeah. if you want to, if you want to put some blame on him, I can't really argue with you. It's not what I would do, but no. um, my opinion is not a trump card. So, I, I, I mean, he th some passes were not great, and some of those sacks, maybe you could say, oh well, you got to get rid of it. You know, you got to do something instead of taking the sack because. Let's face it, your offensive line, they are what they are. So mm -hmm. you can take the sack and say, oh, our offensive line is terrible, or you can scramble or throw the ball away. I mean, you you, you have some choices. Yeah. So I, I get that. But he's hurt. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. He's got to be. That's why he's not run. Like, you're telling me that a quarterback that ran and would audible out of a pass to a run and stuff last year that we – we just completely abandoned that. I, don't, I mean, yeah. And it, our last episode, it started off at the beginning as talking, me asking you if he's really hurt. And then I forgot to talk about it again when they talked about it in the Missouri game. So he obviously is hurt. That's got to be why they're not running those plays, unless Rich is just that god awful. I don't know. I don't think he, I don't think he is. And I, 
I don't think that you have a quarterback like Will Levis and you don't give him the freedom to check down. Yeah. I don't I don't think you take away his ability to audible. So knowing those two things, I think it's pretty clear that he's not capable. I mean, that's unless there's something that I've just completely missed or haven't thought of, but I, I want to go back to my original question to you there, though, blaming it on the defense or offense. Um, it's the offense for me, man, and I, he's he's hurt. It sucks, I guess, but I've complained about this once already. We should not be ending the first half with six freaking points. And that was the two field goals in the beginning of the game, the first quarter. Those should not have been field goals. That Those should have been touchdown drives, and – Somewhere we got to fix this shit and not, not in the freaking half with six points to, to Vanderbilt of all people. We should not be held to field goals. It it just it makes me so sick after everything we've talked about this season. Excited for this offense, and I'm I'm so sick of seeing it ran the way it is. I I hope it changes, and I don't know if if that's on just Skangarillo or if that's on Stoops too. But it because it seems like his style, honestly. Yeah, and I, I I'm not taking a shot at Stoops. I love Stoops, um, but we got to change some stuff on offense. Yeah, I agree, and I, and I think he knows that too. And I don't know, I don't, I can't really put my finger on exactly what it is because I'm not in the building. But I think some of it is scheme related, and and they say that in a pro style offense, well, maybe it does mean that your offensive line has to be better because. They have to be able to go into pass pro and also do all sorts of funny schemes and stuff. So, I mean, I get it, but at some point, you have to win the game. I mean, yep. All, enough with all the other stuff, like the, the you know, the fluff. Just win. Just hang up a duck. And it's like you're saying, you scored six points in the first half. How? How you got a you got a quarterback who could potentially be a, a first rounder? It was talked about being number one pick. I don't know how they could do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a running back who, had he not been suspended the first four games of the year, I mean he would probably hold the rushing record. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't you have didn't tie Benny on some record though? Yeah, probably most hundred yard games yeah, in a row or was, something. That's what it was. Something about hundred yards. But okay. and and then your wide receivers, you know, Tavion Robinson's not like a godsend or anything. But my God, we, we kind of don't know because we don't ever give him the ball. And then yep. Tavion Robinson, or excuse me, and then Barry and Brown. Well, the only time we seem to give him the ball is when they're kicking it to him or when we're running a screen. Let the kid run a route. Yep. I mean, what? And and the this is my biggest thing, and then I'll shut up about the offense. We weren't like this the first part of the year. We were running a forty-yard pass downfield with Dane Key in single coverage for a touchdown against Florida. So, it's the fact that we have done better than we're doing now with distributing the ball. Well, the only difference is that we didn't have Chris Rodriguez. But since when did getting one of your best players back become an Achilles heel to a team? Yeah. So, you know, if you say what you want, but 
that's almost the most ridiculous part of this all. It's like your passing game should have improved when he came back because they should key in on him some. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. And my first instinct, you know, good, bad, or indifferent is to take up for the guy and say that he's got young players and he was left a shitty offensive line and, <clears throat> you know, we play in the SEC and all this stuff. I mean, that's my first instinct. But to be quite honest, I don't know that he was given as a as a total package. I don't know that he was given anything worse than what Liam Cohen had. Yeah. So it's becoming harder and harder to defend the dude. And whether he deserves the criticism or not, like, okay, if, if it's that your players aren't, able to execute well i mean maybe it's the way you practice i don't know i don't know but it's terrible and then brad white the defense like that's why i can't pick one and i know you picked the offense and and i i don't blame you but what what, what about the defense we've got, we have stars on our defense yeah you know what i mean what about jj weaver and and jordan wright these people that are upperclassmen and and, and supposed to be raining terror on quarterbacks and so good in coverage because they're long and fast. And I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, they got, they kind of got pushed around. They ran it down our throat, had 200 yard rushers, which they hadn't done since, you know, Jesus walked the earth. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) it's terrible. Yeah. It, it really was, man. Terrible on both sides of the field. Terrible in all ways possible. Terrible time to the following Monday announce an NIL collective for the fans to donate. Yeah, money. a terrible time to also have a huge <laughs> recruiting weekend. Yeah, That's yeah. It's two losses at home that you could have avoided. That you had huge recruits in. I don't know, man. And it's our recruiting class is already dog shit. So it's like what. Do we get better next year? You lose Will Levis. Who's replacing him? It's going to have to be somebody good. <clears throat> and I don't know about you all. I mean, Jaton McClain's been okay as a backup, but who in God's name is running the ball next year? Like, I don't know. And how do you get an offensive coordinator if you decide to fire Rich Gangarillo? What do you do? Say, okay, come on in here. We got a terrible offensive line, and we've lost all our star players, but bring it on, you know. I'll- I will say this: Liam Cohen is not doing well in in LA this year. That's what so I hear. Maybe we'll get him back. I don't know. That's what I hear. And you know, I'll one more thing. I know this is the second time I've said one more thing, but Liam. So you know, another thing is you want to say, well, he had Wandale Robinson. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he sure did. But. Um, Regardless of, of what Wandale was able to do, Liam had to make the decision, and then so did Will, to put the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. And we're just not doing that. You know, Barry and Brown, I'm sorry, but he needs to be running like hitch routes and stuff and and put using his speed across the middle of the field and then down in the boundaries. I mean, don't every time just – go into some predictable screen that they know it's coming. That's another thing. 
you're not running it successfully. So quit running it. It's kind of like when we Eddie Grant used to run the Wildcat. Oh, we'll just run the Wildcat. We don't know what else to do. We'll just put a running back in there and have an extra block and run a Wildcat. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, I get it. You think, oh, we're going to have an extra blocker. This is going to be great. But until it starts churning some results, please don't run it every third play, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm off my soapbox. Okay. Uh I just kind of mentioned that NIL deal for the fans to donate to being announced. You going to do that? I don't know, man. I may maybe I'll do a one I don't want I don't want to be like you know all the people they've been talking about on the radio how well I'm not going to do it somebody else will do it and then them not get the money. We can't complain about it and then not yeah, put any effort into yep. them helping them change it. But, you know, I'm not really in a Well, spot to be donating money a lot every month so i, I may do a one-time donation i don't know we'll see i understand i didn't you know i don't hate to pry but um i think that it's worth noting that we talk about how nil and i don't know anything transfer portal all these stuff like oh it's changed like these coaches got to approach it differently like transfer portal this and yeah. nil that and it's just different to be a coach, and college athletics have changed, and and all that's true. But um, I think that it's also changed for the fan. You know, mm-hmm. we we may have to contribute more than our time going to a game, or the money for a ticket, or uh, our tax dollars going to help the university, or you know, I mean, what, whatever you want to say. Like, I think that our responsibilities as as fans have changed and that uh, this is part of where having a a great fan base and people who are willing and able, obviously able at being the the biggest part um, to donate, do so because I do think it's important. Even if you can't give a lot of money, you know, I I do think it's important to help. Uh And the smallest package ain't bad. 25 a month. Yeah. Get a T-shirt with it. Get a unique fan experience. Two tickets yep. to that, and sure, twenty-five a month on that one, guys. It's called the Commonwealth Package. Yeah, and you got the bluegrass for fifty a month. Then you got thoroughbred for a hundred a month. Colonel for two fifty a month. Champion for five hundred a month. Yeah, so it's a big, some big stuff coming with those other ones. But I don't know. I I will at least do a one-time donation for now, <laughs> and then we'll see how this season ends. Well, I don't I don't want to be that guy either. I'm maybe eventually. When my money is 100% right, I may jump on the 25 a month thing. We'll see. But you yourself, you you already paid for season tickets. You investing some good money in it. Speaking of your season tickets, are you going to the Georgia game still? Yeah. Yeah, I am, I guess. Good I luck. Don't know. You know, I, I mean, I, I hate to go up there and watch them get beat. I also hate for there to be an empty one more empty seat. Because yeah. I do love our football team. I love Mark Stoops. I love what he's done. I hate how this season has gone. It's not completely, like, crazy to me how it's happened now that it has happened, you know, where we can look back and say, okay, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, it's – you think about the job we have as fans – of sticking with them, win and loss, and being frustrated, and then being happy. 
well, just imagine how it is for these coaches, you know. Now, granted, it's their job, um, so I'm not saying it's something that they shouldn't have to deal with, but it's, I don't know. I think support is very important, and mm-hmm. I, I hate to see our fan base turn into one that's very fickle and will just give up or, uh, you know. Uh, another thing, I hate all this basketball, football thing, like I – I hate people saying we're football school. And then I hate also when the football team loses, everybody says, but basketball season's here. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess it is, but we still got a couple, three football games to play. Yeah. So let's not forget about those boys too. A lot of these young men are, are, uh, are underclassmen too, you know, and, and you, you hate for somebody who's played a lot as a freshman to feel like there's a lack of support, and yeah. so and they feel like they've got to go somewhere else. Yeah, you nailed that one for sure. I hope we don't lose some of these guys. Yeah, and I think they're as frustrated as we are. Look yeah. at Will, man. Look at look at how Will acted on the field. Like I didn't even the interview, but look at just look at how he acted on the field. There was a a sack maybe in the second or third quarter, and he got up, and you could see him. You know, slant, smack the ball in between his hands, and then he was yelling at the offensive line, like pointing his finger at the ground and stuff. Yeah. He's pissed. He's Rocks pissed. Himself. And and I've been in some of those huddles where your quarterback asks you, you know, all right, now this this play is going to take a second. I got to have some time. Or you know, you come out of a timeout and your coach looks at you and says, "Everybody." Put a helmet on a man. You've got everybody's got a block and hold your block. And they're just not doing it. And I I hate to say it, but I think it's the most troubling thing of all. And I and that is I don't think that they're physically able. You know what I'm saying? When you're yeah. just getting bum rushed, bull rushed, whatever you want to call it, uh, back into your quarterback. And, and that causes a sack or, or a fumble or an interception or an, at the very least an incomplete pass, that's, a, that's an ability thing, and that's, that's very troubling to me. I'm with you, man. If you don't mind, I, I want to be done with football for this show and move on to basketball. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I went longer than I thought I would, went longer than I wanted to. No, but... That's on both of us right there. And I do have some breaking news. Uh-oh. It's uh, not a good look for Kentucky, considering that loss we just took. Uh, but the Texas Longhorns have destroyed the Gonzaga Bulldogs 93-74. to Yeah, I, I, I saw a score right before we jumped on here, and I thought to myself, my God. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make that uh, Michigan State one-point no. loss over Gonzaga that, no. that good now. I, I mean... Uh, whatever. I, I I don't know. I don't want to say anything bad there. I'm I'm still expecting a lot of goodness out of this team. Um, just want just want to lay that breaking news out. And now I'm just going to go ahead and give you with the cat of the day. Cat of the day. Here comes that what cat of the day. It's time to do some basketball cats of the day, guys. Our first one of the second season. And this guy, he was a three year guy, I believe. Uh, his name is Nick Richards. Man, that I, our cat of the day, number one, because I love those guys that come back for a couple years. And honestly, his first and second year, I, 
we probably thought, man, this guy just he may not have it. And that third year he came back and he he was on fire. Picnic and quick was was movement I was just loving at the end of that season. Fortunately, yeah. that season was taken from us to COVID. I mean, there's no telling what that team could have done. So I'm also just going to be cat of the day for that. I hope I hope our boys get them a championship, whatever. I don't know. And I'm going to do Nick's <laughs> one. I'm just going to do Nick, not the justice he deserves here, as we do most of our cats today. But he was he was a solid solid cat when he was here. And he's also he's coming alive for the Charlotte Hornets in the NBA now too. I heard about that, and I'm really happy for him, man. And I, I don't know. I, I was sitting there trying to think. I guess that that is the last group of guys, because I don't feel this for last year's team. Damn sure I don't feel it for the team before that. I guess that was the last group of guys that I really was like, they ended on a, a positive note. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and – and I'm not one of these people that thinks you ought to win a national championship every year. So even some of those teams that ended in losses, you know, uh, I mean, obviously most of them do. You've only had eight in the history of the school that didn't. But right. uh, anyway, not to get off of Nick Richards, but you're right. In his junior year, he really did come alive. And, um, you know, he, he was – Really good at a lot of things that Kentucky fans love. He could shoot some free throws. He was big and tall and could block shots. Yeah. And uh, he rebounded the ball well. And he developed that kind of sky hook almost. Not really. I'm trying to think. Maybe kind of like a turnaround hook shot. But anyway, um, really good ball player and uh, always seemed like a really, really good dude. And so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a good pick for cat of the day. For sure. He was uh, first-team All-SEC in that 2020 season as well. It's just such a freaking shame we did not get to see that. Yeah, it was. Or, or it is, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that season more in another episode just because I like talking about it, and I hate talking about it at the same time, honestly. But I just feel like I didn't give Nick justice there, but we got more to talk about. But he is our cat of the day today. We thank you for your time at Kentucky, brother. For sure. Now, I mean, I originally had a Tommy Zo headline where he said this is the best Kentucky team he's ever seen. Uh, and then he came in and coached his team to beating us. I'd say he uh, had his eyes closed a few of them years, though. But I don't know. Who am I to say? You know. Man, I, I don't know, man. I really think we got a squad. And I, I know I say that every year. But but this, this is a special team, bro. And – we just got some small shit we got to fix to to be the great team we need to be but you know i'm i'm starting to question our ability to judge i really i really am because <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> excuse me what now what do you mean uh, me as a person you're saying me and you oh no i'm saying i'm throwing myself into it and and i, I I think I almost have to throw the guys on the radio in on it, too. I mean, I think we've gotten sucked into a trap, man. And and I think that we don't realize, you know, I'm going to go a little bit deeper than probably we need to here. And don't let me get too far off track. Okay. I'm worried about next year. Really? I really am. 
Dude, I, I tell you what, and I didn't start to feel like this until, you know, I read some about the squad and, and the class overall, and then um, I started thinking about last year's team, and I started thinking about people like Ty Ty Washington, and then I remember I was starting to think about, like, Kellen Grady, who at one point in the year, in my mind, I was thinking – Man, this could be this guy could be one of the best shooters Cal's ever had here. You know. What an idiot. No. No. His <laughs> defense and his defense was suspect. And then, you know, we play Michigan State uh, whenever it was earlier this week. And, you know, I see the same out of CJ Frederick. It's like here's a guy and they've been talking about on the radio about how Oh, he doesn't just want to be a shooter, you know. He's good. He's good defense. He can handle the ball, you know. He said Frederick's good defense. Yes, they well, said that, that on that KSR game. many times throughout the summer, especially. I did not see that in the Michigan State game. <laughs> no, he he was an absolute liability. And guess who else was Chris Livingston? Absolute liability, man. I'm sorry, but it was almost to the point where I I, I was like, you can't play. You can't play him out there. He can't play in this game. He didn't, he didn't get many minutes. Living no, he didn't. Because he was jacking up dumb shots and was hit, couldn't hit the broad side of a barn and was getting beat on defense. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's uh, I'm worried about next year because I, it's almost, I've gotten to the point now where I'm almost like, okay, they're just – Oscar, you're great, but you're not Anthony Davis. You're not. I know you got voted all those awards, and and I know you're fabulous, but the National Player of the Year does not block a shot and get so caught up in celebrating that he gets beat to the basket on the very next play. Um, man, dude, uh, we're going to go back and forth here with the next year recruits and then this game and this year, but I literally I said that when I watched that game. last That was last night, the Michigan State game. I was – I was like, Oscar, quit freaking cheering. Yet, good block, but it, yep. they got the ball back. <laughs> Let's not let him tie it up. I and mean, literally just yep. gets beat back door and then throws his hands up. I don't know why he's throwing his hands up, but I love Oscar to death. Fantastic game. But that was a pitiful mistake that cannot happen ever again. Yeah, and it's almost like they're not locked in. Like, in that moment, you're not locked in. Like, you don't. And then, and then you look at it and you're like, well, that's just one mistake. What about freaking severe? Are you kidding me? And I, I got I got to the point where I was like, okay, he hit a three. He hit another one. He got an assist. He got a whatever. He played some decent defense. And then the very next play, in between every one of those, it's like, why did he throw the ball away right there? What's he doing running into the bottom of the lane with nowhere to kick out to? Why did he miss a wide open layup? Man, that wide, wide, that wide open layup was tough. I've, I've been trying to defend Severe a lot, honestly. Well, it's um, not that, and that this is where I've come to, and I don't want to cut you off, but I used no, to tell me if you agree with this. He's going to do a lot of good things for you. He mm-hmm. is. He, he's he's going to do. He, he, I think that he helps people like Oscar get twenty two points. You know, I really do. I think that he has the ability to draw people in and some of that running into the lane and then being able to give a short pass to somebody that can dunk real quick. I I think some of that, like, he is making his team better. Here's the problem, though. 
he does a bunch of good things, but he also does a bunch of bad things. And in a close game like that, even if you're going to give me something on one end or, or you know, in one possession, you can't you can't have a mistake every other possession. Yeah. So so even if you're going to do a lot of good things, if you're going to give the ball to, if you're going to turn over and miss shots and not. Another thing is, like, they don't respect him on the three. The man hit two threes, and they still weren't guarding him on three-point line. Well, you can't stretch the floor with him on the floor, period. We saw that last night. You can't do it. So if you want to stretch the floor out, if you want to make it easier on people like CJ and Reeves to get open, he can't be in there. I'm sorry. He just can't. And I I, I agree with that. I've been defending Severe just because people just attacking him on Twitter and Facebook. You know, I'm that guy that defends people on there. But, yeah. but, but I do agree when it comes to the end of the game in the crunch time when you're trying to pull out a win, maybe not have him in there with the ball. And, and I'm I'm glad Calipari himself has realized that in in game three of the season. So, I'm, and I know it's basically the same thing we had in the ending to last season too, but. But I'm glad it's out of the way now, and I'm I'm hoping, and you know, there's no good losses, but I'm just hoping this is one of our few this season. Well, I mean, I hope it is too. And and you say, you know, three games in that he's he's learned that, but honestly, I think Severe was on the floor more than he needed to be. Casey Wallace wasn't in foul trouble. CJ and and Reeves weren't either, and nobody was hurt. Well, Kaysen was on the floor, wasn't he? Well, I mean, he was for some of it, but... But Reeves was not, and that's what I was saying, like Cal's note. Like, immediately after the game, he said, I should have had Reeves out there. Yeah. So, hopefully, like, he sticks to what he just said and will play Reeves more in the crunch time. This is also what killed me. People act like that when you make a shot, that the only thing that does is give you the points. No, no. If Reeves comes out and hits a shot, then the main thing for me that that's doing is on the next possession, they they have to guard like there is no leaving somebody open that's hitting shots. Yeah. And if you can get everybody, you know, man-to-man, or, or even if they're in a zone where they have to respect everybody, you can swing that ball and pass it faster than they can switch and defend. Yeah. So, and I think the opposite is true for Oscar. And I think you and I see this a little different. I would have taken Oscar out. And so to me, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And everybody can say, oh, well, you know, we should have won in regulation. Yeah, you should have. You damn right you should have. But you didn't. Yeah. So, you know, you you leave a guy on the floor. First off, I I don't understand. I have no idea why in the first half he was still playing with two fouls. I don't care. I don't when since when do we know? I mean, I'm not. Wait, you like it when Cal Perry brings out people with two fouls? Most of the time, I do. Now, I will say this: there are sometimes. When you're down, now, not when it's a close game or when you're leading, I think that changes it. But when you're down, when you're losing, yeah, you got, I mean, 
you got to have your best fight. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah. you get down 30 points in the first half, it doesn't matter if he comes back in the second half anyway. So there are times when, yeah, I think you do, but not when you're ahead or you, or it's a tie game or it's real close. No, sit him and give somebody else some minutes and see if their matchup is able to create a mismatch on the people that are playing for the other team. Yeah. Why was you gone or not out? Uh, you tell me you're going to play this kid, play this kid, play this kid, and then you just don't, you play him one minute. Why? Why? Just because Oscar's back? And then for him to be in foul trouble too, that plunges, that changes the way he plays defense. He can't be as aggressive. You have to basically tell him, don't foul out. Don't foul. Don't be aggressive. I don't know, yeah. man. I, I just I, – I don't necessarily agree with that tactic. What good well, does it do you to be a deep team if you don't use your depth? I just don't get it. Well, good preaching there, Jack. And you <laughs> you said my argument in there against yours, so I don't, I don't really know what to say now. But Well – because I, I, I in the text we were texting each other earlier and I I was on the side where you already you already just named it but we should have won a regulation that's what I was saying blah 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 but I mean it's thirty seconds left he fouled out so I mean it's, yeah he, he shouldn't have been beat back door oh my God a couple more free throws a couple more free throws go in victory you know and that's few less turnovers victory I'm sorry I kept going there but I mean so many small things yep are the reason we lost this game and the reason we lost St. Peter's yep. and hopefully it, and a lot of these, some of these guys were on that St. Peter's team. So hopefully this shit's just going to get in their head and they're going to not let it happen again. You know, but honestly, yes, Oscar made a mistake at the end of the game. Yes. He fouled out. He also had 22 points and hell yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how many a hundred rebounds. So, 18 of them. um, Let's be honest. He balled. Oh, yeah. I was so glad to see him still the same guy. I don't know, man. I I, I think it has to be severe. He's the He is the common denominator with the turnover and the playing out of control and, like, going too fast. He doesn't know when to go fast and when not to. He has no idea. He doesn't have a feel for, okay, they need me to do this right now. He's a good basketball player. I love the kid. I think he's a good kid. I think he wants to be at Kentucky. I I think that uh, he plays hard. All the above. But he, there's a reason why he went to Georgia basketball, and we're seeing that. We're seeing that, and everybody can say tell him tell me his stats and stuff, and and I, I I'm I'm gonna shake my head and say yes, you're exactly right. He did do this. He did do that. But some of those awards, some of those like leading the conference and doing this in the conference, well, some of that's relative to who else is in the conference. And also, let's not forget, one of his <laughs> years he played with the unanimous national player of the year. Yeah. You keep using my arguments in your in your takes. So what are you talking about, man? About him being the SEC assist leader the past two years. Well, because it is impressive, but what yeah. if you're, what if they say, Zach Willis, we have named you the best chef in all of the land 
that works at McDonald's. Okay. All right. Okay. You are the best chef. Yes. Zach Willis, best chef. Undisputed. Nobody can argue that. They've already named you that. You earned it. But who was your competition? Oh, it was them other chefs at McDonald's. <laughs> oh, you mean you weren't going up to guys at, against the guys at Ruth's Chris or Yamato or any of these nice places in Nashville? No, no, no. This is just the the McDonald's ones. <laughs> okay, well, you know, it's the law of relativity. I don't necessarily think that we need to crush the kid or that his accomplishments mean nothing. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But the stats can be misleading. What does he do? What is does he inflate or deflate at the end of the game? Do do his plays save you or do they kill you? It's also worth noting, like he's he's good when Oscar's on the floor too. Yeah. So it, when we when we get in this situation again at the end of the game, if Oscar's fouled out, maybe maybe set severe after a good game where he's got a double double with points and assists again because he can do it. But then when we get to that level, when we get to that part of the game, set him down, see what Casey can do at the point. Have Reeves in there for sure. Maybe even Frederick, too, if he can step it up on D and see what we can do with that. You know, times when a, a, a politician will run and they'll say, that person, everybody's so mad at the other person that this person could win if they just keep their mouth shut. All they have to do is not give everybody a reason to be against them. You know, that whole theory of, you know what I'm saying? Am yeah. I making sense here? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think sometimes with basketball, any sport, there at the end of the game, within the last five minutes, if it's a close game yet again, I think part of it is like you just can't afford to screw up. Mm-hmm. Like a big part of your job is just not giving up an open basket or not turning the ball over. Or if you decide to drive to the rack, not throwing up a brick on a shot that you should easily hit and have many times throughout the other parts of the games. You know, I, I think that there is a weighted formula here. I think that, that the mistakes count for more than the achievements at the end of the game. Now, that's just me. That's my opinion. That's well, just a good, how I look at it. It's a good opinion. It. It's a good take, man. Yeah. But, but I don't think that all things are created equal. So I don't think if he comes down and hits a three, but then you can count on him the next offensive drive to drive down and have a turnover on the baseline or the equivalent, you know. Yeah. Um. I don't think those things are equal. I don't think you can say, well, he hit the three. Well, yeah, he did, but damn, I'd almost rather have not hit the three and pass it off to Oscar for a two than to have a three and a turnover. And I know it's not a perfect world. As I just mentioned, Oscar wasn't in in the game when he hit that three, was he? I don't know what he did. I'm (laughs) so disgusted with it. It's just... I don't think we ever ought to lose a damn game in basketball. And hopefully I never revert from that because uh, I think that shows the standard. 
you know, I really do uh, of, of where, at least in, you know, my mind, and I think there are other people that are like this, our basketball fandom as a whole, we just can't handle a loss. No. I, 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 we can't <laughs> normalize this. This is not normal. This is not acceptable. It's not normal. You don't lose these games. And I saw a stat today in the last six games, I think, of the Champions Classic, we're one, one five. in five. Yep. So and in the that last is unacceptable. The last three times we've gone, we, we've been beaten by each team. Like we yeah. like in the past cycle of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. It, I mean it, it does suck, but I I mean we we're we're gonna expect to lose a couple of losses to these non-conference teams we play. Here's one of them. I mean, maybe we don't have but one more. So, well, you're, I, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I don't I don't expect to go 38 and 1 every year. I don't expect that. But I I do think that we should treat every loss like it's the end of the world. I do. <laughs> you do. Okay. <laughs> I really do. I really do because I think that we need to – now, I don't mean get on there and call coaching the players, everything, but, uh, right. uh, yeah. you know, well. People, people that do that are idiots. I almost said something that wasn't PC, and I'm glad I caught myself. So, anyway, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know about the rest of the season, and we never really got to talking about next year, but it it truly worries me. Because Which, I don't, I don't know what's happening, but I feel like we're in a big rut. What do you mean we're in a big rut? Well, I, I, I think that there, like, and you mentioned this kinda, that I think there are a lot of similarities in this team and last year's team. No, I think this team is better. And you, yeah, oh, I do too. But that I think there are similarities between them. And I think well, that you have, go ahead. I mean, there's similarities. Yes. There's similarities to this team in the third game of the season to the same team that ended the season last year. That's That can be said. And the good thing there is this team's got a long way to go to get even better. Yeah, I agree. And we also lost in the Champions Classic last year, I'm pretty sure, uh, got, to Duke. Got our butts beat by Duke. And, yeah. uh, and then we said, all oh, this is a good team, and they've got a whole lot of time to get a whole lot better. Yeah, no, I'm 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 not disagreeing with what you're saying. You're right. But what I'm going to add to it is this: this troubles me, Willis. We, you have to find a way to win the damn ball game. You're you're not a young team, okay? I agree. I agree with that. You're not. So, I mean, and last year, like. Okay, yeah, we had a good ball team, but damn, you want you lost like what six or seven games? I don't know, man. It just seems ridiculous to me. And maybe you're gonna say, "Oh, I think you just may have your standards set too high." You know, look through. I'm history. not gonna say that. But I don't know, man. I I don't. It It's almost like I think one of the reasons I'm frustrated is because I do believe this year's team is better than last year's team. But I felt like some parts of the game last night, I was watching that team with Kellen and Davion. And that troubles me. Our offense is better than that. 
and we should have been better than that. And more importantly, I know Cal loves Severe, but the rest of the year, he can't do the shit he did last year, man. He can't do it. He's going to have to be on the bench more. Kaysen is going to have to play 35-plus minutes a game, period. Reeves and CJ are going to have to play big minutes, period. Yeah, Severe I, just can't do it on offense like they can. I agree, and I it's game three, so I think it's I think we will probably see that. I hope so. But before we end this, man, I, I want to dabble back into next year. Just before we end this, if you don't mind. Oh yeah, I'd love to. You you, you tell me your concern. Yeah, I I don't get it. Well, what do you not get? We just lost to an unranked team. That has nothing to do with next year's recruiting class. Well, because I I think the correlation for me is I'm looking at last year's team versus this year's team, and then I'm looking at this year's team versus next year's team. And so we're I'm seeing that all all you know as we go, each team is better than the prior or the previous, and yet we're still, it almost seems like we're still in the same funk. I don't feel like, you know, after that game last night, when I sat there and thought about it, I was like, you know, we have too many good players for this to have even been a possibility. And it's almost, that's why I said at the beginning of the show, or or when we talked about the beginning of basketball, it's almost like, I have lost the ability to be able to say this player is as good as, you know, all such and such was. I can't do I if you before the season, I probably said I'm probably on record as saying like, oh, Jacob Thompson's gonna be he's gonna be great. He's gonna be top ten pick and just athleticism through the roof, working on his shot, and then you come out and lay a complete goose egg. He basically bricked up everything he shot. His defense, for somebody who is supposed to be this athletic specimen, his defense, he's getting Larry Bird lit the F up. We had a white boy dropping dimes on his ass out there, and when he was jumping up to shoot the shot, you couldn't have slid a deck of cards under his feet. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, well, I, I can't, I don't trust myself to look at DJ Wagner, to look at Aaron Bradshaw, to look at Reed Shepard, to look at any of these kids and say what they do in high school will translate to the next level. I have no confidence in that. And to be quite honest, the people who are recruiting them, the people that we pay millions of dollars to, to put a basketball team, I've lost the credi- their credibility too on the ability to evaluate talent because gosh damn if we're going to come out and talk about being world Dude, these are the top recruit these are the I top guys a, next year what are you talking point? about and that's another thing that i think is messed up is if he is truly the number one if these kids are truly that good and they come out and do the same types of things we're seeing this year losing the third game of the season john wall and them did not do that I think we're talking about a different caliber of dude right now. I don't think you're looking we at haven't anybody been able on to... this team right now going to the NBA and being an all-star like Anthony Davis and John Wall were. I don't I'm think getting confused, buddy, if you're play. talking about this year's team or these recruits like we're supposed to be talking about. I'm talking, talking about, about both of them. I'm talking about everybody that's on the team. 
be on the team next year. I'm talking about all of them. Everybody. Dude, I, you, you just ran to a completely different place than I was trying to go with next year's recruits. And what you're worried about there, we have not had the second, the first or second top recruit since 2015. We have not had multiple recruits in the top 10 since 2013. This is just, that's something we haven't done in so long. Well, that's these fine and dandy. Good that's guys. fine and dandy, but we, we have all these – what about all these other people with these accolades? What about the assist leader? What about the national player of the year? What about Casey Wallace? What about all these other people? What about – Casey Wallace is a baller. What about that are supposed Eight to be the best steals. What about Casey Wallace? since Deron Lamb? I don't, what about Casey Wallace? My, my point is – I do not believe in our ability, you and me, the rest of the fan base by and large, maybe a few exceptions, and the coaching staff. I don't believe or have faith in our ability to say who is a good player and who is not right now. Because to be quite honest, we should have never, it should have never been a game with Michigan State who was freaking unranked and took us to double overtime and beat us. There's no way. And there's no effing way that they lose by one to Gonzaga, and then Gonzaga gets come, comes out and gets absolutely run by Texas. And all of those teams, well, I guess with the exception of Gonzaga, were ranked lower than us. No. No. You can't sit there and tell me that everything's fine and dandy and that, you know, we've got this great team and all this stuff. I mean, that's fine. We can do the Rich Scangarillo. We can defend them. We can make excuses. We can say it's the third game of the year. I don't give a damn what you say, but we're losing games, and that is unacceptable. And until we start winning games, I don't care who the national player of the year is for a damn thing. I really don't. We should not be losing these games. We're two for four in the last four games, and three of them were dog shit opponents, and one of them was an unranked opponent on a neutral court that you should have beat. You had beat, and you let them come back and beat you. So I, I'm sorry, man, but right now I'm absolutely disgusted. I'm disgusted with both of them, football and basketball. Yeah, I can and tell. I, and I hope and pray to God that it's an overreaction and that, you know, I look back and in a month from now, we're just absolutely rolling. And I'm like, well, that was, you know, whatever. But we're about to see. We got the schedule this year. You're going to see what you got. Yeah, we, we do have a good schedule. You're going to see. And <clears throat> if we if we make it to, you know, SEC play and we've got three or four losses, then I think what everything I just said is confirmed. This is not a team. This is not a team right here where you have three or four losses before you get to SEC play. I don't care who you're playing. Not with the national player of the year. Not with as good a freshman as we've got. Not with Damian Collins and and Jacob Toppin as athletic freaks. Not yep. with a seven footer on the bench. Not with two great shooters. No sir. I'm not. Yes buying sir. It. I'm with you. I, I, so I think you're overreacting, and and you you're going to see. I hope so. It just would have been really nice to have come out and not had a loss for a while. Yeah, I agree. But and beat some good teams. Cal's record against these ranked teams. I mean, it's like eleven and nineteen or something. Good thing know. that was an unranked one. Yeah, that's true. Which makes it even worse. <laughs> hey, well, I tell you what, 
we will we will know a little more when we do this again after Sunday's game. Yeah. We've racked up an hour on here. We always do, and I hate myself for it every time. Hope you guys are still listening. We appreciate it if you are. Yeah, we do. If you well, wanted to come and get depressed somewhere, this was a place to do it. So, uh, Well, hopefully we'll, we'll be feeling a lot better after Sunday's game. Oh. You, you know what would make me feel a whole lot better? What's that? Some freaking wins. We just win a couple ball games. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, hey, we got we got one Thursday, and then we got Gonzaga Sunday. So hopefully we'll have two more wins next time we what do What happens podcast. on Saturday, though, Willis? Uh, that will be a, a Georgia football game. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that one, but crazy things have happened. But I'm not going to predict that crazy thing to happen by any means. It'd be hard to. Yeah. But hey, you enjoy it. Hopefully you will see something crazy happen. Yeah. Somebody's going to see something crazy happen. It's going to be me leaving at halftime to go get a pizza and a beer. Oh. Right on up there with me, man. Uh, maybe next time. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'll talk to you someday. Okay. You me? Yeah, you kind of cut out there. Oh, my bad. I, I said I'd talk to you Sunday. We probably need to end this pod, man. Yeah, we do. I don't know what we're doing. But, hey, we're doing ignorant stuff now. That's what we do. Go Cats. Go Cats. What you talking about, Lacazian?